Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, the, the Omniscience Order is in session. Greetings, Brando. Hello. Greetings, Lowry. Hi. This has not happened since the beginning of time, because this technically is the first time we've ever done this. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast has gone too far with these new keyword abilities. Rebel, rebel. Uh, it is time for the order's interference, potentially. So please introduce yourself for the record, though. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? And what plane of existence do you reside on? We'll start with our uh, friend from the north. I guess you both are from the north. <laughs> Brando. Hi. Introduce yourself. I'm Brando. I'm from the Commander Cookout podcast. We are a super sweet podcast focusing around a great community, building fun decks, having great games, and making friends that you're going to want to play Magic with again and again. Uh, a currently plane I'm living on. Ooh, I just finished listening to a bunch of Dark Sun stuff, so I'm definitely in the gray. That's where all the ghosts Ooh. go before they go to the black, and the black is the shell that encompasses the gray, which is the shell that encompasses the physical world that keeps people from planeswalking on and off of the planet. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I thought you were about to say the black is Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> well, it's probably <laughs> that, too. I mean, it is it is pretty nasty. I would never want to go there. It's called these giants with blue eyeballs and shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. And Lowry, introduce yourself and what plane you're from. I don't even know. Uh, I'm Lowry Smith from the Commander Smiths, <laughs> and uh, we do a podcast about Commander, and uh, we just talk random stuff, sometimes decks, sometimes specs, sometimes just philosophy, and uh, we are, we bounce around all the time, and um, that's about, yeah. Plane of existence? I don't even, I just take care of kids all day, and so, like, I'm in my own little bubble, and it's just, um, nobody comes by and sees me. I'm just like... This is the first time I've talked sounds to two like the people. Sounds like third ring, bro. That's what yeah. that sounds like to oh, me. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Kids are great, but adults are fun to talk to, too. <laughs> and uh, I am Mr. Comet number five from CMD Tower. And uh, this is obviously one of, one of the shows that <laughs> my channel puts out. So that's why I'm here. Clearly. Yeah. Um, I know it, it seems kind of cheap. Like, I create my own order. I force myself on the council. Uh, just no, no popular election votes over it, here, people. You didn't force well, yourself on anybody. Why not use it? <laughs> you know, there's a certain someone that said that. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I think that's an exact quote. From him. <laughs> if you have the power, you have to abuse it. That's. I mean, that's, yeah. they do. McDonald's does do that. <laughs> you, yeah. You you don't see Grimace or Fry Guys or Mayor McCheese or any of those guys running around anymore, do you? It's just Ronald. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In the beginning of time, abilities were simple. In Alpha, it was First Strike. Hoo Trample. Uh, gruff, gruff, gruff. <laughs> and even Haste, like my sex life. And now with Strixhaven, we now have new mechanics like Magecraft. Seems kind of combo-y. Ward, more complicated hexproof, and even gasp lesson trash. So, yes. what we thought we would do is get together the three of us, three completely possibly different points of views on do we like the more simple mechanics of yesteryear, or do we like maybe how mechanics have gotten more convoluted and complicated, 
from there, we are each going to propose a new mechanic that wizards should uh, bring to life. And then we're going to vote if we do have to intervene in Seattle at Wizards of the Coast to put a stop to these ability shenanigans or, you know, give them 45 days for the next seven sets to come out and evaluate then. So uh, we're going to start <laughs> off with a generic, simple question. Do we like the simple or the more complicated mechanics? And I'll, I'll kind of kick it off. Okay. I like the simple mechanics if it has to be black or white. Because there are some complicated mechanics I do enjoy. And I think they do bring something to the game. Uh, you know, Magecraft is one that I've had a lot of fun with. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I would say another kind of complicated mechanic would be like a detain. That's one that, you know, sometimes people are like, wait, like what's going on? But it's not too crazy that you have to dig up the rules. But I'm I'm kind of over the really complicated, difficult ones. And when I think of complicated or difficult, I think of stuff like Fate Seal. I think of stuff like um, Exert is a, a good one, especially in Paper Magic, just keeping track of what mm -hmm. got exerted. And so I just, I wish we would get back to more simple things and try to continue that line and get creative there instead of, well, we have this bologna and cheese sandwich. Well, people are tired of eating bologna and cheese, so let's add a tomato, and then let's add mayonnaise, and then let's add potato chips, and then let's add a rabbit. <laughs> and it's just like, they like keep throwing crap on there, and that's what starts to kind of get into these, let's just call them uh, colorful conversations in the middle of games, to where it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Well, fuck you, yes it does. Judge, and then you have to go on the Ask the Facebook Judge group on, and there you post the question, you wait 10 minutes, everyone's all pissed off, and then you finally get an answer. And then usually no one agrees with it, but you just decide to take it. <laughs> Those are the mechanics I want to get the hell away from as soon as possible. Um, Lowry, what do you think? Are you a simple mechanic guy, or are you a more complicated mechanic guy? Kind of sounds like your play group has a lot of pent up, like aggression energy. I just, everybody needs a little woosah, but, um, I think I'm probably in the middle, which kind of doesn't help. I'm, um, I enjoy the original, you know, the evergreen keywords. And, but like when I was looking through the history of it, like the beginning, if, if I'm just talking about like the first half, like maybe up to like eighth edition where modern magic starts, like there was a lot of kind of complicated stuff that they kind of just like left to the wayside. And, and so they're like, oh, that's that's not working, and we're just going to cut that. And, you know, like, banding. Phasing was one of them up until, like, what, four years ago with Tefira's Protection. Um, and so the easier ones, I do think, can allow, like, depth to the game. Because oftentimes, with the newer ones, they're like, add Ward. Ward's a cool one. I like Ward a lot. Because it doesn't like it allows that interaction within a game, but then you'll add you can add death touch or first strike onto it, and it makes it just kind of like pushes it just a little bit more. And so I think they can mix really well together as long as they're like coherent, um, complicated mechanics. 
if that makes sense. Like, lesson is like two and one. I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, um, like going and searching through your uh, in the exile, but we can't do that as commander players. And so they know that. So they tack on the discard a card, draw a card. And that just wasn't necessary. It was a reach that they probably shouldn't have done. And just like, just cut us out. That's fine as, as commander pro uh, players. Um, and so I, I think, I think they do a good job of mixing everything, but also within what you're saying, like, those paragraphs of text. What's that green one from Throne of Eldraine? That uh, it's two green, two colorless. It's Questing Beast. That thing oh, has yeah. so. <laughs> I don't know what the f is going on on that. It's there. And so when you start getting like those paragraphs of text, and you you do have to pull out just like reminders of like how does this even work sometimes. That that isn't that that's probably too much as well. And so. Like, that's probably a poor example of mixing it together. But, like, Baneslayer Angel, when that came out, that was awesome. And that's a bunch of simple things tacked together. Flying for Strike, Lifelink. And then they add in the protection from dragons, which was kind of new at that time. Like, protection was a color thing. Um, and protection's a pain in the ass to explain to, pe like, newer players as well. Protection's been around yeah. forever. And... It just for newer players, that's just whew, over the head of of players. So through all that, I like it all. I like where they're going. Other than the paragraphs, I think they need to simplify a little bit on some of those things. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. Brando, let's get your thought before we make this into an all free for all. Oh, I have some thoughts. Oh shit! I'm actually a fan of the simple stuff myself as well. I like the hastes and the first strikes and all the stuff. The thing that hits me the most is not how the new abilities are complicated per se, but the fact that they keep coming out with either a new way of doing the same thing, like stuff like graft mm. and modular. Mm -hmm. And and stuff like that, or Fate Seal and Scry and what the hell's the Demir one from New Ravnica? Where you surveil, surveil. Yeah. right? Like it's they're not the same, but they're similar enough. And so now you see the word on a card, and like, what the f does that even do? Yeah. And I find that as they go through sets, especially now that they're coming out with a new set every twenty five minutes, the new <laughs> stuff that they come out with either has to be so complicated that it kind of like doesn't really fit anymore like or it'll never fit anywhere else like mutate which i love but like that mechanic yeah it breaks arena when you play their own yeah. their own mechanic designed specifically for their online platform crashes their online platform so like <laughs> when they're doing stuff like that or they have the new D, D ones where you need an actual set of polyhedral dice to play your magic cards now i think that they have been pushing the line and while i think that they're kind of fun mm -hmm. I can see how they're just, I wish they wouldn't do those things, especially when they're, they're constantly coming out with new stuff. That's kind of ho-hum because eventually you run into situations like when they printed dredge in original Ravnica, right? It was, eh, it, it was fine and it yeah. was strong, but it wasn't anything. And then they came up with future site where they just tried to do a whole bunch of simple keyword abilities and it broke dredge wide open and it ruined a whole bunch of formats forever like 
Dredge is the last still twenty years formats yeah. if they'd let it, right? Like, and I I think that that's the kind of stuff that I'm I'm not a fan of is when you have those middle of the road mechanics like Dredge that just sort of happen to work with other middle of the road things that they're trying to do and become a problem. I think that's where I don't like it. I like the complicated stuff, but I don't think that there's enough thought now given how much new complicated stuff is coming out. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I'm all up for for open dialogue now because I I think the easiest way for wizards to solve their issue is I think when they make something a keyword ability, there's and I don't know if this is actually officially out there with Wizards of the Coast, but I feel like once they print that evergreen type of effect, they feel compelled to put it into sets because it's like, oh, well, we created it. I guess we need to use it. Uh, we we did all the work for it, and I think maybe they, uh, and it's a little too late now, but maybe a decade ago, two decades ago, they should have looked at it as, well, we want to spice up the game. Maybe we do just have to do a paragraph of text on a card and literally just say, hey, if you would draw a card, instead look at it, and you could choose to put it into your graveyard and and draw another card. You know, basically surveil, but you don't have to create this brand new effect just for this set that's now out there. And now you're going to jackhole it into future sets just because you feel like you need to. I suppose that makes sense. I mean, but there's so many of the things that they've created that they just took a big dump on and they never went back to it. Like, what's the the Kamigawa thing that makes all of the arcane? Oh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they like, that's a cool mechanic. It's a cool thing that... It's hard to kind of get your mind around sometimes, but they just did it and they just yeah. left it by the wayside and they'll never just put it back because it's a Kamigawa thing. Well, like, I, you mean to tell well, me they just had a, they just had a fucking set set at a wizard school and none of them know how to do arcane magic? Are you <laughs> shitting me? Really? I, I think part of that, though, is like it's the parasiticness of a mechanic like arcane. Like you're saying, they're only doing it in Kamigawa like they either need to just like leave it by the wayside or add it in more and like make it a, a spread out mechanic where there is some depth to it. And when they do those parasitic parasitic mechanics like um, energy, where energy just works with energy and that's all it does. This D&D set, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. when you're going through your, your dungeons, that's just kind of, if you don't have, you need enough dungeon cards and so decks are going to be very similar unless you add more dungeon cards later. You know, like, I, I agree with you. Like, if they don't, if, it is, if it's just so parasitic and it's just on in on itself, it becomes a very boring left-by-the-wayside mechanic. And so they, they really do need to either explore those things more, and I think that would be really fun for them to be able to do. I like that. I mean, one of the big things that I have, and and something that, Lowry, you brought up, like, even if it's an old mechanic that's still complicated, I'm still not a fan of it. I just think we're getting more, because I feel like they're they're reaching now. They're putting out so many sets, they need to find that that fresh carrot that makes everyone want to buy it. Like, you know, oh, here's three new mechanics. Oh, holy crap, I want to make a commander deck out of that. Mm. But, like, protection is one that is still, to this day, one that causes arguments at tables. Yes. Because it's like, well, it has protection. Well, you can't do that. Well, you can't do that. Well, it had an enchantment on it, but now it has protection. Does the enchantment fall off? Well, I'm not sure. Let's go look it up. Oh, what happens with a board wipe? Well, is it a damage-based board wipe or a generic board wipe? It's just, 
when there's so many layers yeah. to ask, like, okay, here's a mechanic. Here's ten questions I have about that specific mechanic to let my single spell resolve. That's too much. That's that the card game should be able to flow easy. Now, granted, I have not played this game in probably twenty years, but I remember Pokemon was very <laughs> simple. I mean, they had some cool shit in there, and they had keywords, but it wasn't just loaded down your throat. And okay. that's what I, I kind of liked. You, you knew, you know, back then, I mean, it was right when the card game came out, you know, you had 10 or probably 15 different static abilities that everyone knew in Pokemon. But then other stuff might get creative, and I'm sure since then they've grown it to 30, 50, whatever. It's just with every new set, we're getting three or four new mechanics, it seems like. Stuff's just getting piled on, and they're stretching, and they're creating more broken things than I think they are creative. I'd be with that. I think, uh, was it Theros, where they brought in uh, whatever Underwear Breach does? I can't, oh, I can't even yeah. I can't even remember the name of the mechanic, because there's so many of them. Where you can just <laughs> sort of play things from your graveyard by exiling things from your graveyard. Those sorts of things <laughs> are... He's right. Like, what is he? What even is that yeah. mechanic? I could look it up, but I'm. I have, yeah, I was just I'm looking at it today to too. I should have. Because it's uh, one of those escape. Ones, escape. Escape. There, because that, that's that totally makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, again, in, in the set, it does because it's the journey out of Hades. But in real sure, life, sure. where like those sets are, it's so complicated. That I think. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I need to have this many things in my graveyard and I have to do this to play this spell again. Does my spell get exiled like with flashback because that's what I'm doing? Or do I get a, if I'm getting this creature out, does it come in as a creature token? Like from Amonkhet, like with Eternalize and stuff? Because everything is the same, but it's different and you wonder, well, what the, what does this one actually do? And how does this actually interact with my graveyard when they go out of my graveyard? Where do they go? It's, and I don't know if we're going to make it to, make it to this one, but I just want to mention this. (laughs) Companion is the worst thing they've ever done. <laughs> and now you can't even learn what the ability does by looking at the cards. Yeah, they neutered that and changed it way too much. I That was... They should have just let it stick or just ban Companion altogether. Um, or, I think that's just a good example of a overly complicated mechanic that you are literally trying to pigeonhole into standard and modern and legacy to get them to become commander players and get commander players to try to go play 60 cards. Yeah. That was the whole point yep. of it. There was 100%. really no... No one was asking for Companion. No. 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 Nobody wanted Commanders in non-Commander. And Commander players didn't go down into not Commander because they <laughs> already play Commander. It's, yeah. I, I do think, like, overall, mechanically, I think this game should be, you know, kind of complicated. It is considered the, like, most complicated game in the world, Right. Um, I think like the computers can't guess what you're doing next. And it's like the only game that it does that for. And so like, I think there is like at least an expected level of, um, you know, hardness and difficulty and interactions and randomness to the game. And I, I think for me, at least I really like that puzzle. And so if it was all simple things, um, like, Let's go with core sets. Just every core set up until, you know, maybe the last two, three years have been pretty good. But the ones before that were very simple. They're 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 meant to bring new players into the game and have it be simple. And I'm glad that those are there. 
but I didn't buy them. You know, I, I picked out the singles and those were the only sets that I bought singles for. And then after, you know, the, the normal standard sets or commander sets, I would buy the product. And so like, mm. I think, I think simple's really good to have in the game. But when it comes to like keeping somebody like me engaged, I do need these new things. Maybe not every 25 minutes, but <laughs> the, you know, like it, it would be nice if the, the, the middle didn't create new ones, but expanded upon the older mechanics. Mm. I, I wish they would flesh that out more um, because I think that's more of what I would want because you know how allies were super disappointing in Battlefield Zendikar. And I, I kind of wish that they, they kept slivers the way they were back in the day where it affected all slivers, even though that's not how yes, they design yeah. things. But they, they definitely have changed mechanics throughout its history. Like how poison works like back during uh, alliances where it's like you deal damage, you still hit them for three damage but they get one poison get counter. That counter. Yeah. And, and yeah. now it's like just for damage worth from a creature, but there's no actual combat damage happening. So like infects even kind of complicating withers kind of a play off that. And, and it feels like they're always tweaking even ones that we know. And so sometimes they make it better. Sometimes they do make it worse, but they they're I think they hit it more than they don't. Well, I, I think the last thing that I'd have to say on this is I wish before we start introducing new mechanics, we start flushing out the older ones yeah. that we haven't really used. I agree. Like a great example is Hideaway. Hideaway is only on five lands and one creature card in Modern Horizons 1. <laughs> That's it. Why yeah. haven't we seen Hideaway on more than six cards in all of Magic's history? It's a simple mechanic, enters a battlefield, look at the top four, put one underneath, the rest on the bottom, and then you just, whatever its condition is to activate to cast it, you get to do that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty simple, but still cool and interesting and fresh, and you've only done it with six cards. I think you could flesh that out before we had to introduce lessons. Just me. <laughs> I, I'm with you there. That makes perfect sense. They could have just called it something different, and like the the mage comes in and they got their super secret spell or whatever. We just yeah, find a, find an instant in the not? top four, put it under right, yeah. and they attack. And if they're blocked, you can do it. Or if they're blocked by one or more mm -hmm. or two or more creatures, you can play the thing. That'd be really neat. I, I think, think so. That'd be cool. And and it, yeah, and I definitely. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just kind of going like, if you think about the history of like the mechanics cycling um you know how it kind of started back when was that even scourge era and they were good but like once you got older you didn't really think of it they were not amazing they were kind of like a couple of bit players and then they put it into um Amonkhet and and added the 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 word of cycle or discard for those payoffs and that really helped it out. And then again, they fleshed it out in Ikoria and, and, and it's, you know, they gave it a commander. They gave it a lot of support and it becomes better and better and more and more playable, likable. It has more depth. I think that's kind of how they should do it. Like, I like how they go back to those mechanics. It, they can't do it as often because people would get bored of it. You know, I think they, they know that. 
And so if they're able to, like, if they know how often they can go back to kicker, you know, that I think that's a good thing as long as they have those returning mechanics that are, are fairly simple. They can mix it in with those more complicated ones that they're coming up with new. I, I think it should be a good mix of old and new. And Brandon, before you go in with your thoughts, I just want to point out there is 165 of these keywords and mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have enough that we can start flushing out stuff like imprint or heroic or hellbent, grandeur, ferocious <laughs> stuff. I don't even think I've seen these on cards. Grandeur is uh, only on kinship. five cards. I even, <laughs> uh, kinship. I don't even know if I have that in real life. Uh, apparently that's on magic cards. Uh. So I'm just saying there's 165 of them. I think we could start fleshing out some of these others before we start getting new ones. Sorry, Brandon, Brando, no, take it away. And with a taken off of that exact point is, I mean, they've got 165 mechanics and it, I would much rather see them just give me a couple more energy cards or an energy commander or something than have something that's just super disappointing, like Megamorph. <laughs> like, <laughs> me, Megamorph. What the, it's but it's Morph, I mean, but they it, get a plus one, plus one counter and you pay a super huge amount of mana for it. It's like, what the, I don't like this. You know, it's just, it's, it feels lazy almost. Just yeah. instead of doing that just to do it, maybe you could you could shoehorn in one of these old mechanics that we've never seen, like, I don't know, Offering or something. There's been lots of places where you could play Offering, another one that's only on five cards. Yeah. And, you know, and there's, there's so many of those that they've come up with that they just kind of put on a couple of things or a cycle in one set and forgot about. And instead we get things like offering or whatever that dredge thing is, or not dredge, the Golgari mechanic where you just Surveil. take a card out of your library to put counters on one of your dudes. Oh. Like, oh, again, oh, I can't oh. even oh. remember the names of most, most yeah, of these. I can't remember that. Because they suck. And, and Lowry is the MTG historian. You may have stumped the <laughs> Smith Savant. This is two in a row. It just proves that there's too many of them, and they're so <laughs> low-powered and so worthless that nobody remembers them, right? Like, two pines for escape. Got there. Scavenge, yes. Yeah, scavenge. There and, we go. And, like, is, are people building scavenge commander decks? No. No. Maybe they would if they, you know, tweaked it or, or put some more of it in, like, gave us more of something that they just dipped their toes in, and then before anybody could even get a feel for it, we've moved on to the next eight things, and I think that's where a lot of the complexity comes from is because I'm going to play my scavenge EDH deck and nobody's ever seen scavenge before and nobody knows what it does. Not that that's a, I mean, that's a bad example because it's a really easy mechanic, but you know what I'm saying, right? Where there's just so effing many of them. It has. So it, I, for, for me, I think this would be my happy median. If I was to get hired on as a consultant for some reason uh, at Wizards of the Coast, I think I would say... With every set, you can introduce one brand new mechanic, but then you need to do two older mechanics that maybe haven't seen a set in, I don't know, the last 10 expansions or 10 sets, 15 sets. Do something like that to challenge you. And the reason I use that as an example is I think that Commander 19, I think that was the flashback morph. That um, sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yep. Uh, Land Matter, or no, that was year before. I can't remember the other two, but it was basically the set of mechanics, uh, Populate was one, the set of mechanics people forgot about. 
and they put, you know, Anji, they created Gearid, uh, they actually, you know, Savine, they created cards that helped enable this mechanic that I remember, because I built the flashback deck, I remember when I saw it get previewed, I think that was the professor possibly that did, I immediately went and bought every single flashback card, there was only 53 of them, <laughs> bought them all, <laughs> and I had them for my deck, and so I was able to build it, now granted, I hate the deck, but uh, it's still here. It's still put together. Um, it's just, you know, it's my Jeskai deck. So I think if they did something like that to where your normal sets throughout the year, let's do one brand new mechanic and then let's recycle two older mechanics that maybe haven't seen the time of day and then use your commander sets each year to actually flesh out like, hey, you know what? We haven't seen an afterlife card in forever. Let's make an afterlife commander. <laughs> Let's go ahead and make a Clash Commander. Uh, I also need an Epic Commander, and <laughs> I need Gravestorm. There we go. Uh, I just created your four uh, face face cards. You've got ideas. So I think if they did that, <laughs> yeah, I think if you did that, it's still going to pique the interest of your constructed sixty card players. You still get a brand new mechanic, but it won't frustrate them so much because I, you know, a lot of my uh, friends do play sixty card, and when new sets come out, it's like, oh my gosh, okay. How the hell am I going to deal with this? What's it going to do to competitive or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, arena stuff like that? And so you, you still can get their brains going, but it doesn't completely ruin it. We don't feel overwhelmed by having to learn three new mechanics every 27 minutes. And then every year you can start taking some of these older ones and actually making it to where we want to go buy the frenzy cards, all seven of them or however many there are, <laughs> or you made a hideaway commander. I need all six. I got to buy all six. It's a five color. I'm here for it. So that's what I think they should do. What are your guys' thoughts around that? Do you think that would you guys be happy? Would that be a happy median? Or do you think you would get bored not having enough new, new stuff? I get tired of having to learn so much all the time. I know that makes me sound like, oh, I don't want to do the work in my brain, <laughs> but I, it does get overwhelming. And especially when I see the potential of something, like I said earlier, I love mutate. I think mutate is the coolest thing they've ever done in magic. I loved it. And I built the deck and that deck I, is still together, but it's hasn't been updated since Ikoria came out because yep. I have all the cards and they're not going to print anymore, and that kind of sucks, you know? So yeah. I'd like to see some way of them just mandatorily shoehorning in new stuff rather than giving me underwhelming stuff that I have to learn for 20 minutes while it's <laughs> the new hotness and then immediately forget about in 31 minutes when the new set has been spoiled and released. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. I, on the other hand... I, I like actually where they're at right now with Commander Precons, um, mainly only because they're only doing like one set, you know, and that's the mechanic that they're doing there. And I think I preferred it when they are doing like two. Two was enough to like flesh out a mechanic for me a bit more to have choices. So, but like right now, if it's just like Throne of Eldraine, you're going to fit that in. And you can't really build like an adventure deck, but if they gave me an Which adventure, I want to do so bad, right? <laughs> but if they gave me like a adventure precon commander and and you know fill out the rest of Throne of Eldraine, I think it'd be more interesting that way. But right now there's just 
not enough to like fill out Throne of Eldraine anything. It's just it's bit pieces and a lot of different decks. Actually, Lowry, what I'm hearing you say is that you wish they would go back to blocks opposed to independent sets. I I, I don't think I liked blocks. Blocks was too long. People people got bored. Mm. I got bored with that third set, which was smaller, and and generally they were just kind of rehashing. They they kind of ran out of juice on that third set. And so gotcha. that like I think I preferred like Battle for Zendikar, Oath of the Gatewatch. And then the Innistrad set after that. I think that's where I I liked it. The sweet spot for me where it it gave kind of two different crews eyes on it to come up with different ideas. I think that's probably what I like about now where it's like you have Ikoria and then you have the commander sets that are in there. Like I loved Calmax, Kelsey, and I wanted to build so many decks from there. I love this year with like Oscar, Essex. Like I think they did a really good job just like and I'm not even saying those all like work together with Strixhaven or whatever, but I, I, I think I like the idea of just like a little bit more than one set, but definitely less than three. So like two? That's- yeah, I think two. I think two is there for me <laughs> or just the one with the precon adjusted for it, like kind of focusing yeah. kind of like the mutate commander deck that came out. Like if they didn't do that, yeah. how many cards from that commander's like deck did you use? Quite a few, right? Because I mean, yeah, like, is there what they? That's what it was meant to do, right? Like yeah. They, yeah, they wanted me to use them, and I, I did. Of course, I had to in order to make the deck all the way mutate. I had to five color it, which is it is what it is. But I mean, that's <laughs> all right. Not that I'm going to complain about having more options, but still. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember back when, uh, like, Lorowen Morning Tide, Shadow More Even Tide? Yeah. I think those are what I like. Like if they could, I don't want them to do four small things again like that. But I liked the two where it was, here's this set. We're gonna introduce everything. Yeah. We'll flesh it out with this one, and then I mean, they, yeah, they went on and did two more. But I liked those where they they give you one, then they flesh it out, then they move on to something different. Was something that I would like to see a return to, as opposed to just like one and done and out. And I mean, maybe we'll get that with Midnight Hunt and Vampire Wedding or whatever the hell they're called. But yeah, that's just what I was about to say. Maybe, maybe this upcoming Vampire Werewolf set, which we're not getting a werewolf commander. How is it a werewolf set? I don't know. Did they say that? Um, so, well, there's no werewolf precon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I think the werewolf side, it's skeletons and witches or zombies one of the two okay yeah stupid anyway it's so stupid anyways do you think it's uh, because they know werewolves are terrible and because they have to go back to what werewolves were because if they just change them to make them good it's going to make all the bad ones even more unplayable than they already are and they're like we don't want to expose this we just have to eat it and we'll just do witches instead this is the biggest black mark that Wizards of the Coast has, is how terrible werewolves actually are. They're it's not so companion, bad. it's not the reserved list, it's none of that, it is 100% werewolf. <laughs> Absolutely. You show me one person that built the werewolf commander deck that actually thinks it's good. You show me the one person, because no that person does not exist. They're not out there listening, they're not out in the wild somewhere. They don't exist because werewolves are that bad. <sighs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I think I think we've all said our opinions on what we consider simple mechanics and complicated mechanics. Now let's move on to the creative part. We are uh, men's of yesteryear. We are men of class of wisdom. We of course know <laughs> all, uh, and so we've now created mechanics that hopefully we can sell each other on. Uh, Lowry, you are laughing enough. I want you to go first. Shit. Me too. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say. <laughs> it's it's just the, you know, the creative process. This is where it brought me. I hate this currently. I don't like it. I think everybody will hate it. So <laughs> l- let's let's do it this way. Let's make this more fun. Oh, boy. And oh. we'll make it fun for the audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. You read what your mechanic is. So, like. Trample would just be when it deals combat damage. If there's a blocker, it deals that much power through the toughness. Okay. Read what your mechanic is, and then we each get one guess on what we think it's called. Okay. I dig. I dig Ooh, that. This is fun. I like it. Okay. All right. I'm, I like this. All right. Good idea, Mr. Combo. Oh, thank um, you. So, setup-wise, I would put this on enchantments and more in the red-white zone just to like put you in that headspace okay. a little bit whenever an opponent searches the li- their library or activates an ability it costs one more okay now i'll read i'll reread that whenever an opponent searches yeah. his or her library or activates an ability it costs one more is it just called tax no, no, that's not what I put it at. Oh. And it's it is a oh. an ode to a card that already exists from Ravnica. Oh, oh wow! I got an extra hint, and I still don't have anything. Is it drone? No. <laughs> is into drone it on and on? You tell it. I was I was going to call it suppress from suppression field. Oh, oh that, I like that. And so, like, right, and it so could be a I, number, I, like, suppress one, or, you know, and if you had multiple out, it'd be, like, suppress one, suppress one, or suppress two, you know, total. So it can kind of, like, uh, stack on each other. And so the reason why I kind of huh. did that was because, like, activated abilities don't necessarily happen a whole ton, and searching doesn't ha- happen a whole ton, and, like, kind of bringing them together would make it powerful enough. You want to, like, treat this, probably put it on cards like extort, like similar to that style where it's suppress one and then creature comes into play tapped. You know what I mean? Kind of like, and uh-huh. so that's, that's more of where I was thinking with it. It doesn't like kill your opponents, um, but it still gives them a better chance than like Limvala keeper of silence for like activated abilities and stuff like that. So I was thinking that it was going to be able to play within a space that is like, really good like it's just shut down if it is used mm-hmm. and here it might be able to stack enough and be put on different enchantments that um that it can just affect but not shut down so that was my my thinking yeah. behind it yeah. yeah i mean this just kind of reminds me of like and it's weird because i would say it's equal power but for different reasons like dampening sphere dampening sphere i believe it's yeah. like each spell they caught cast costs like one additional colorless for each spell they cast previously. Yeah. And so it just kind of like snowballs. And so I kind of like this on the same level 
because the activated abilities is there as well. And even though it doesn't stack, it's just that constant one. And I've actually seen Dampening Sphere do work in my playgroup, not from a Storm player, just from someone like, well, I was gonna Chromatic Lantern into this, but I only have, you know, I don't have enough mana to pay that one tax for the second spell, which essentially would be the same thing as this. So I could see it being powerful, but really just hurting your more combo players, um, which I don't think many tables would ever complain about. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also slows... On Go ahead. So, as a stacks player, I am all the way behind this. <laughs> if I saw this printed on a card, I would play it. Awesome. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, like, I don't know what else I can add beyond. I really like it. But what if they only put it on five cards? Are they all the same color? Uh, I, let's I just say they're one, them. Of, one of each color. One of each color. Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd probably play the one that was in the color of deck that I'm playing, but... I, I think it'd be uh, good enough to be able to just play a one of... Because you're not really... It's not like a theme of a deck. But I think... Sure. It depends on what is also on the card as well. But, like, it's probably annoying enough to put into a deck depending on what the rest of the card says. And, like, you know, the CMC of the it, card matters too, but... If it was a 1-2 flying lifelinker, let's say, that just had suppress 2 or whatever on it, I'd, I'd play it. Yeah. There you go. Right? There's a 1-2 right. flying white 1 guy that does an amazing amount of work. It's called Hushbringer. Everybody play it. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right, Brando. I'm curious. What is your mechanic? Do so we can try to guess it. Okay, so mine is a little bit more complicated in honor of the show. And what it does, you'd print it on you print it on instants and sorceries, and it would okay. increase the effect of whatever the instant or sorcery did. Okay. And then if you so you can cast the spell for its regular cost, it does the regular thing. Or you can cast it for this alternative casting cost. Some okay. of your tapped lands become wastes. And you get an increased effect on the card. So, do they become waste until end of turn, or just they no. become waste forever? They're wastes now. Oh. Mm -hmm. See, and I, I went. You I, went first. I went deep on this one. You guys, yeah, you guys you are did. gonna be really. You're gonna be really proud of me. So, like, how does this affect like a waste deck? Like, where you're already well, I guess there's that's only colorless, really, right? And you're probably not. Yep. Going to have too many colorless yeah, instants and sorceries, so. Yeah, this sounds this sounds like something that would quote unquote penalize you because it's turning off the colors on your lands, yeah. but the additional benefits worth it. So it's like I don't even care. Yes. Is it? I mean, so you're 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 paying more, or is it just like turning one land or two lands into wastes? Yeah, for that for that cost. Oh. It, I think that's interesting. It'd yeah, be it's definitely few, interesting. It'll be turning a few of your lands into wastes. Is this is this like, similar to Kicker in your mind? No, it, it, it would work like this. It, here's, here's how I, I have it functionalized in my head. The spell costs, let's say, red, red, two. Okay. And it does four damage to all creatures. Okay. Yeah. If you turn, let's just say two... Or three, two, two is a better better number. Two of your tapped lands become wastes. It turns into a chain reaction instead. 
So, Larry, okay. think of it this. It'd be okay, keyword okay. two, uh, similar to your suppressed two. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I definitely, yeah, that's, that's a really cool upgrade, too, because it's not just, like, a simple change. If it turns into, like, four damage to everything, and then you change it into a chain reaction, which deals damage for the amount of creatures that are in play, like, I think that's really cool and interesting, and it gives, like, modality to the card when you're doing it like that. Because it can be, it can fit in different situations. Because you're also saying, like, yeah. isn't there this, the Strixhaven cards where you can pay, like, less mana, but give something positive to an opponent? But you still, yeah. like, and this, you're kind of like, nah, maybe that wasn't a good example. I, I feel like you're stalling. I feel like you're drawing blanks on what this is called. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, All right. Let me. Is let me it mutate? <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to call this. Gosh, this molt. Like well, a that's bird? a good guess, but no. Ah, all right. Kid, What's it called? Check the, yeah, let's yeah. Go, down, go down the rabbit hole with me here, guys. I've been right. screaming on Commander Cookout ever since Forgotten Realms got spoiled that I wanted a dark sunset. Okay. Other D and D world, Dark Sun. In Dark Sun, the wizard, the whole world has been turned into a desert because wizards have to draw their magic from the life force of the land. And if you take okay. it too fast, it'll kill all the plants, and you get a wasteland. Ah, uh? ah. Uh? And it's called okay. defiling the land. So it's defile. Oh. So it'd I like be like. It. I like so that. Yeah, so it's like this spell does X instead of whatever's printed above it. If you do, yeah. defile two or defile yeah. three. So you've like, because the wizards just didn't care. They just wanted power at any cost. So they suck all the power out of the land and kill it. And that's kind of what you're doing. You have like the preserver. I just want the spell and I'm going to take care not to ruin the, the land around me. Or it's like, you know what? fuck you i don't give a shit about anything <laughs> and you you're sacrificing your like you're literally taking your land and turning it into a wasteland that you it's non-fertile anymore to get a bigger bang for your buck right now as opposed to i really to, like that mm -hmm. thank you i dig it yeah i mean it, it and, and it fits well because incident sorcery has a history with like overload overload to have like an alternative casting cost thing to get an additional effect so it's kind of there. It's just instead of overload being, well, you got to pay X amount more mana to turn target into each. It's, hey, you're going to defile two. We're going to go ahead and turn two of my lands into waste. And then I'm just going to, you know, whatever it is, a chain reaction, blasphemous act, something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, and you know what? They can now print a cheaper Cyclonic Rift. It would just have to be like defile 10. You turn ten of your lands into waste because you're an asshole. Just go, go colorless. You well, just have it coming, I, right? I'm not a D and D player, so I wouldn't have gotten that specific reference. But I've read enough yeah. like books that use that style of like magic, where they're like pulling from, from the land, almost a little bit of like Dragon Ball Z too, right? With the spirit bomb, where they're yeah. pulling the energy from it, and then I, I, I definitely dig it because there's enough references that you can definitely pull it. So, all right. Well, we're on Neat. to my mechanic, Ooh. and I'm curious what you guys think. So this can uh, this mechanic can be on any permanent Ooh. Uh, on the battlefield. 
And from a color distribution standpoint, I would say it would probably be more colorless, white, blue, green. Maybe black. Red's the one that for sure this does not fit like its colors at all. Um, black, it, it maybe, maybe could. So, whenever a counter is placed on a permanent you control, put a copy of that counter on this permanent. Oh. Is it called Augment? That's what I'd call it. No, it is not. I will give a hint, though. It does begin with an A. Ooh. I'm I'm bad at this. Come <laughs> <laughs> um, think of an A word. A asshole. He's like, um, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um geez. I don't know why I'm so fucking bad at this. <laughs> It's okay. I did I literally spring pass, this game pass. show up at the last second. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is it? I, I think, so there's a couple ways I was looking at this mechanic. So I, I was telling you guys precast that initially I had made this thing way too powerful because initially it was whenever a counter is placed on any permanent, put a copy of that counter on this permanent, which would have included your opponents. That would have made it too strong in my opinion. Um, mm. And it would be like a thousand dollar card. So I think just keeping it on your side of the board's good. And the other thought I had, but I don't know how to wordanize it. I want to say verbalize, but you don't verbalize when you type. <laughs> um, but I wanted to do it to where whenever a permanent is placed on a uh, permanent of your opponent's control, take one of those permanents and put it on this permanent to where you're kind of like leeching it a little bit. But I decided to go with just the copy and call it acquire. I'm acquiring uh, the resources that's happening on my board. Very simple, that. very clean. And I think this would actually be a very simple and fun mechanic because it would cause absolute chaos on your board depending on how you built your deck. And like I said, this can happen on any permanent. So, you know, lands that come in, the Vivids come in with counters, boom. Counters go over to that land. Maybe that land is using the counters for something. There is that one uh, Abzan commander that I think you like repurpose counters to like bring stuff from the graveyard. Um, I know one of the guys in our play group plays it. Nethroid, is that it? Yeah, I think it's Lathril. Lathril? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, though. Just so, big bug. The, the big beetle guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's already a uh, baseline for let's just repurpose counters to do other stuff. And I think Acquire could be this cool way to, hey, you just upticked your Planeswalker? Well, I'm going to put a loyalty counter on this permanent. <laughs> oh, you just went ahead. and But here's another cool thing. You just put a negative counter on my permanent. Well, now I'm going to get a negative counter on it. Um, so it can work both ways. Um, and so, yeah. What do you guys think of Acquire? I think it's really cool, and it's a great idea. But I think it would conceptually for some people be hard because now you've got a creature with a bunch of loyalty counters on it or yeah. those those weird like, especially with old cards there's like discord counters and page counters and divinity counters yeah and it's like now you've got to mm -hmm. find a way of keeping track of all of these things and <laughs> a lot of them don't even do anything you know what i mean i think that's the only 
downside I can think of to it. But other than that, I think that you could do some really cool shit with them. Like some of the Arcoria things where you had the flying counter and the trample counter uh-huh. and stuff. You could play those and then your other creature or your land or whatever it is mm-hmm. is getting, I have an enchantment with trample or whatever. Well, then you can remove the- X counters from it to do a thing. That'd be neat. The coolest one I thought of is if there's a way to give a Planeswalker a choir, oh, then that makes almost every single Gideon actually playable because they all have some zero ability that turns them into a creature. So now they can actually go in there and whoop some ass instead of just not living in any of my decks because Gideon's a trash uh, Planeswalker. <laughs> Harsh. You have an enchantment that says uh, if you, like, it doesn't really do anything, but. It has this acquire ability, and if at any point it has, let's say, ten different kinds of counters on it, you win the game. Oh, we we are that is what we call That'd casual be cool. catnip over here. That's a casual right? like, catnip card right there. And then you'd yeah. have like the yeah. the random counter dot deck, and you'd be encouraged to play all those things with verse counters and page counters and all that kind of crazy Energy stuff. Energy counters, <laughs> yeah, made, made use for it. <laughs> we did it. Like, there's enough support with it with like hardened scales or that that snake from Aether Revolt. And so, like, I think that's really good, too, like, when you're making a mechanic is, like, what does it interact with that's already created so that you don't necessarily have to, like, where we were talking about, like, filling out that depth and, like, it kind of, like, okay, I can pick from cards that work with or Lathril or whatever that bug commander was. And so, like, there's cards that are going to work with it that it, it might not have to be, like, an acquired deck. You might just, like... You can make that acquired deck too, like you're talking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you can also just like fit those cards into other decks that like counters. Like, uh, and so I think that is also like that shows how flexible the mechanic can be. And I think that's important to like just showing up, not just in a deck, but in a bunch of decks. And I actually think to that point, because we were talking uh, earlier about legends that have made older mechanics actually useful. I think, Brando, to your point, this would be a really, really cool four-color commander. Everything sands red, and the commander's like an indestructible god or something like that. And their whole thing is that when they have ten different counters on them, at the beginning of your upkeep, you win the game. Because I don't think there's... Yeah, I don't think there's any way you can literally just throw down ten completely different counters in one turn unless you're like storming off which you're going to win through that way um so it's it's going to take you turns to get through there and your opponents are going to have opportunities like up is it a you know can it become a creature through devotion you know i don't even know what that devotion number would be sevens for two color so i guess i'd go uh, i think it went up it goes from four or is it five for monocolor i think it's five five to seven yeah, so we go five seven nine would be three colors it'd be 11 you'd have to have 11 uh, um (laughs) Pips, oh, yeah, man, that's good. <laughs> to, to turn into a creature, but it's like you know your opponents are trying to figure out you know do I have an exile enchantment you know it's that panic of there's this card that we know at some point could win the game, but then for me selfishly that fleshes out four color because I think it's a crime how Wizards is not giving us more four color legends uh, to be able to build. So Agreed. this could be a cool way to do it. Does Atraxa just go crazy with this mechanic that you're talking about? Like, oh, baby, because oh, you're just yeah, like kind of does proliferate, you know, just putting counters on everything. And then those cards with acquire just go nuts. Right. Oh, I mean, that, that would be what? fun. Then, that almost kind of fits, though, because it's in the same colors. So it's like, yeah, 
clearly you guys said that those four colors and pot and uh proliferate encounters that's a thing so this yes. is a, another mechanic to expand upon it and then i'll make all of our attracts is worth like a hundred dollars or whatever it's <laughs> and i guess at the end of the day you still have to in order for that to work you still have to go through all the rigmarole of getting the the yeah. 10 different counters on it. i mean i guess if you were just playing plus one plus one counters and then you proliferated your 10 creatures and then your commander just got 10 counters i guess that could be a but no, but they issue, would all but... be plus one counters. They wouldn't be different. So yeah, having the different oh, counters, okay. yeah, that would be. Yeah. I think yeah, I missed that too. You could so you, you you couldn't even stack plus one and negative one to try to like cheat that because the negative one would get canceled out potentially yep. based on the plus one. So and like and honestly, I don't even know if you'd be able to do ten. I don't even know if there are ten individual counters. That you could potentially get on there, man. That would be that'd be tough. Oh, oh I think there. I guarantee yeah, you yeah, that yeah, there yeah. are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd have to dig oh, in the yeah. trash. You'd have to dig it. Oh, oh yeah. There's, you'd have to go up behind your LGSs and go through their garbage bin to find I, some of these cards. I do that. There's but. wind counters. There's uh, there, there's those ice. I think there's feather uh, counters. Yeah, absolutely. From uh, yeah, bribery yeah. counters. Bribery counters. There's those ice age lands that like tap and you put some type of counter on them. Yeah, the there's pollution. so many different. There's so many different types of counters. You could definitely do it. Oh, yeah. 100% you could do it. We just came yeah. up with 10, like, right now. Yeah, There's every go. keyword ability counter, and then those four that we just said, like, did it. That's it. We got that. That's a game. Well, that was the Omniscience's Orders three abilities. We are now to the final vote. We either vote yay, we storm Seattle, Wizards of the Coast, and try to destroy their abilities department before they release 39 new effects. Or nay, <laughs> we give them 27 minutes for the new set to come out and re-review. I will vote first. Yay! Brando? I'll go next. Yeah, I'm all for storming it. I, I don't trust them, and I think <laughs> they're just going to ruin everything eventually. So let's just get it over with now. I, uh, my vote doesn't matter anymore, right? <laughs> 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 well, because yeah, you're we not the vote it. doesn't matter. We're fucking storming Seattle. <laughs> what, what, what do you say, man? What do you say? Yeah. Well, you, what do you vote? Are you, are you coming with My, us? Nay, nay. I mean, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll watch the I'll, mayhem. I'll watch. I'll walk with you guys and hang out and. Uh, but I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a, a rock. Chiro. I'll throw a rock or something. Oh, Chiros? They're gonna be there? Oh, yeah. I'll be there for sure. Then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll litter. I'll throw yeah. my napkin on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at being bad. So, I would get caught. I'd get in trouble. You guys would do everything, and uh, <laughs> that's how my life generally is. So, like, I see something wrong happening. I'm like, I, I'm gonna go have a pizza or something this sounds like literally the perfect crime to me now <laughs> you've convinced me even further oh man shoot staying with us and as always remember the great giveaways from cmd tower by retweeting subscribing following liking sharing and placing orders at cmdtower.com slash merch another way to support your news team is head over to our patreon patreon.com slash cmd tower with war tiers for all the budgets there is a way that you the collective can help you can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on our Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with the team at cmdtower, at Mr. Commodore 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at CCO Brando, and at Commander Smiths. 
From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.